Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you got to know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. At Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. You have no reason not to try it, as in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar, all do. <laughs> the Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including... AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida. KUHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon. KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My guest this hour is William Barnes. We're going to be talking to William about the Falcon Project. Now, the Falcon Project is a group of volunteers who are planning surveillance by air in a custom-made airship to find and film the elusive nocturnal North American ape, which some people call Sasquatch and Bigfoot. The dual airship currently being built is the only one of its kind, and the camera system being used employs the latest thermal imaging technology to date. 
Now, ExoNation, among those who have volunteered to help research, build, and provide on-the-ground assistance are retired foresters, military people, scientists with PhDs, Border Patrol agents, college students, hominid researchers, law enforcement, Native Americans, and common people who are very interested in this subject. Almost all of the, these people have had accidental encounters with these magnificent creatures and have waited a lifetime to see another one. One of the many technologies that will be employed is groundbreaking infrared equipment that will enable the people of the Falcon Project to record sounds made by the ape that are inaudible to by human ears. Once they record these infrared sounds, they will be able to use this in all areas of research to know whether or not these creatures are present in any particular areas. Joining me now is William Barnes. He is with the Falcon Project. The website is ExoNation. You ready for this? You got your pens and paper? www.bigfoot24-7.com. And William, welcome to the Exxon. Yes, thank you very much for having me on your show. It's great having you with us, William. Um, now, one of the many things that you're doing with the Falcon Project is is trying to break away from the stigma attached to this hominid creature uh, by changing it from Bigfoot Sasquatch to what? North American egg hominoid. And why are you doing this? Go ahead. Why are you doing this? Well, trying to get away from the uh, the word Bigfoot. It's more like a scam magazine name. You know, people hear Bigfoot, here it goes mm -hmm. again. Uh, we want to do this more scientifically and and treat it as scientific research, not as a hoax or anything like that that's happened in the past. So I, so I would imagine you want to break it away from the people like Tom Biscardi. Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Tom's not the worst guy in the world. He's just a show person. Uh, but his ethics sometimes are not that great mm -hmm. when he does certain things. So, And, you know, we're, we're just trying to get away from the whole research and do it different ways, what we're doing. All right, William, stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. We'll be right back. Exxon Nation, William Barnes is our special guest. We're talking about the Falcon Project. The website, www.bigfoot24-7.com. William and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break talking about the Falcon Project as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. I have a question for you. I'm the swans, what you think I've seen? Something strange, you know. Sasquatch sitting on the side of his knee, and he was talking to Moxie and Joe. Well, the party they gon' have Out in the St. John's Walls Sasquatch doing a brand new dance And he called it the Bigfoot Stomp Sasquatch 
1-800-610-7035 is toll-free worldwide. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Don't forget, the Exxon store is wide open. We have uh, merchandise there from the Exxon Radio Show, the Exxon Chronicles newspaper, and Power Gators TV. Once again, the website for the Exxon store is www.exxonestore.com. Com. William Barnes is our special guest. We're talking about the Falcon Project. But before we get back to the Falcon Project, where does your interest in the um, the American ape come from? Well, I was a gold miner for years. still am sometimes. Mm-hmm. I spent like five total years out in the wilderness mining, mostly by myself, and I was in a canyon waiting for my equipment to be hauled in from a friend of mine, dredge equipment, and uh, put up a, just a pup tent, not even big enough to sleep in hardly. Mm-hmm. And went to sleep about 1, 2 in the morning. It had to be after midnight, that's for sure. I heard this ruckus around the corner of the canyon. It was like a, a barrel canyon. And it's an ancient riverbed where they did hydraulic things from the 1800 gold mining days and if you walk down the side of the hill there you'll just hear rocks just roll down by the hundreds and mm-hmm. that's what I was hearing and uh, it was dark had no flashlight no gun and uh, first thing I noticed was back in the corner I could see this black thing wandering in a canyon and if it wasn't for the white quartz rocks that the ancient riverbeds held, I would never have seen anything. And basically what it did is just wandered down the canyon. It wasn't looked like it was it wasn't in no particular direction, just wandering around and my car was parked caddy corner to my tent and about thirty, forty feet from the car it walked to my left. And I noticed it was a lot higher than the hood of my car. I mean, it was a pretty good-sized creature, a bear. First, I thought it was a bear. But when I got up to the car and went to the right, it took a, a beeline right straight to the tent. So I'm just sitting there looking at this thing, just walking up to me. Mm-hmm. And he walks right up to the tent, stands there for... I really can't tell you how long because time froze. My heart was beating so hard that I could hear in my eardrums. And I could see this figure just standing there. And then it turned sideways. And that's when I realized that this thing was big. I mean, it went from 300 pounds to at least 500 pounds. It was so thick. Holy cow. And it was wide. I mean, a third wider than me. I'm a lanky boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, But my full attention went... Two, when it went turned sideways to walk across the creek up the hill, how thick it really was. I mean, it was like uh, one of those guys you see on Venice Beach, just, just solid muscle all the way around. And it was quite interesting. Very interesting. And that was but, it? Go ahead. And that was it? You were hooked? Well, actually, I just sat there. For about 40 minutes, calm myself down because the thing already walked upside the hill and gone. Holy cow. And the first thing I realized was there was no threat. 
and no threat at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, what really got me was when it did turn sideways, at first I thought it was bent over looking at me, but when it turned sideways, it had a natural uh, bend to it, a natural slo- uh, slope to it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it walked away, so it didn't actually come up and bend down and look at me. That's actually the way it is, the way it walked. So, years, I didn't tell nobody, but I did a lot of research. I told one person in four years, and he was pretty passive of me, made me feel good about it, and didn't ridicule me or nothing, so I kept on doing a lot of research, reading what the other research people do, and why it cannot be filmed. Because uh, they have, I mean, they're out there all the time. Mm-hmm. And some guys go out there for 30, 40 years and never see one. Right. And I have to look at it from the outside, from what they're doing, not copy what they're doing, because they never really get anywhere. There's plenty of footage out there, but it's never very long. And you don't know if it's real or fake. Well, well speaking about that, you, you said a few minutes ago, you know, nobody's gotten any film of it. What about the Patterson film? Do you think that's legitimate no, no, or that's hoax? I meant, I meant good filming. So so tell me, do you think the Patterson film is legitimate or is it hoaxed? Well, if it is a hoax, they mm-hmm. knew what it looked like. So I'd go to, I'd, I'd rather say the, the thickness of it and how thick it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, it's hard to compare mine at nighttime to theirs at daylight. Right. But I can say the size of it, the thickness and the mm-hmm. neck is almost 99%. All right. What sets your research apart from other researchers? Well, we're going technology all the way this time. We're not going to be on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, the airship is a dual airship, never been mar- on the market before prototypes being built right now in Canada and it's 35 foot long mm-hmm. and the filming platform state of the art completely hand built I can see the camera system I'm using I can see you a mile away in pitch black dark so I have a range that most people don't have on the ground right so once I find one I can track it from the air because I can go up to 7,000 feet high with this. It's, it's being custom made for that range. Mm-hmm. So the higher you are, the more land you can cover. Plus I have a 10 mile range with the remote control airship. So this way I can cover a lot of land every night. I can fly about nine hours a night. That's the refuel one time. I got a five hour uh, fuel system and the camera system took a while to figure that out to go over five miles and have a clear reception just got that done and uh, the challenge I believe I'm going to have is how close can I get to these things to be able to film them that's the reason the camera system goes from 30 millimeter to 100 millimeter and that is all controlled by hand so I can get really close up images and once I find what I'm looking for and the good thing is the airship is so maneuverable I can spin it on a dime you don't have to go in a complete circle to make a u-turn I can turn it it has no propellers 
it's all propulsion, uh, patent propulsion. And I can stop it, I can set it right where it's at, and I can stay there, even up to 25-mile-an-hour wind. It's right. made for the How are you going to be able to tell the difference between a camper and Bigfoot? Well, that's the learn learning thing about this. If you've never done this before... You definitely have to learn what you're doing. Now, like, I, I would imagine, I would imagine you're going to have to take it up for test trials before you actually commence your research. Oh yeah, it's going to be. Well, I have a uh, a volunteer mm -hmm. in Virginia. He's he works for the military FBI. He's into he did the he's the one that built the Igotchik, uh cam trail cam that's buried underground where the sound of the unit can't be heard by anything. And he has a special chip that I can put in my camera system mm -hmm. that color codes every animal. Even a deer and a bear will be different colors. But will a human and Bigfoot be different colors? It would have to be, yes. But how are you going to do that if you don't know the, the biological makeup of Bigfoot? Well, this is the way I think it'll work, just theory. Mm-hmm. Is that if I find something way out in the middle of nowhere, I'm sure the odds of it being a person are very, very low. It's not going to be a person. But if it is, mm -hmm. the lenses I have, I can almost read a license plate three quarters of a mile away. So who's funding this project? Well, we're just starting to get funding from a nonprofit organization. And I have to put money into it, but we mm -hmm. are still seeking funding. It's very expensive. I would imagine not, so. Yeah, we're we're talking a hundred thousand just for the equipment, and the infrasound is new. Mm -hmm. That's being built built right now. This way, once we collect the sound that this creature makes, we can use it in other areas, and hopefully, it will return a sound. All right, here's a hypothetical question for you. All right, okay. please don't take this the wrong way. Go ahead. What happens two years from now? No fines. I just keep going. Why? What's driving you? What What is so important to some people about discovering what Bigfoot is? Well, it's not important. Uh, that's not the idea of staying out there and just keep doing it. It's mm -hmm. the idea that I personally seen one close enough where I could touch it. So I know they're real. And but, it, plus, but isn't that good but, enough? You know it's real? Why do you have to prove it to other people? Why do I have to prove it to other people? Yeah. Well, a lot of people have theories of what it is. Okay, hold that thought. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, I'd like to hear what your theory is about this creature. Okay. William Barnes is our special guest, Exxon Nation. I love his enthusiasm. His website is www.bigfoot24-7.com, and we're talking about the Falcon Project. Once again, his website is www.bigfoot24-7.com. If you'd like to uh, be one of the people who help financially, I'm sure that you, there's a way on his website to contact him. In fact, we'll ask him on the other side of the news how people can contact him if they'd like to help him financially. My name's Rob McConnell. This is The X Zone. We're coming to you live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 
on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and on Star Cable. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this break. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at Radio. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. TV.com on MSN Messenger, Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com and our website www.exxonradiotv.com. Shadows painting our faces 
comes a romance in our hands. Heaven's holding a half moon, shining just for us. Let's slip off to a sand. William Barnes is our special guest this hour, Exonation, www.bigfoot24-7.com. And uh, we're talking about the Falcon Project. First of all, Bill, if people would like to contact you and get financially involved with the project or become a volunteer, how can they do that? Uh, my website, I have a contact button. Just There's an email and phone number. They can call me directly if they want. Excellent. And that's at www.bigfoot. 24-7.com. Bill, what is your theory about the nature of the North American ape? Well, mine are just theories, but uh, the strange thing that really bothers me is, is are the hands and the mm-hmm. feet. And it's like, uh, you know, it's too co- coincidental that it's almost like human-like. And I do want to tell you... When I saw this thing walking through the canyon, it didn't walk like a human, or it didn't walk like an ape, because mm-hmm. apes usually don't walk like that. And the human aspect is is because it stands up. And I I, I don't think it's a human of any type. I think it's. Uh, uh, I have to refer back to the Bible. I use that as a reference guide to almost anything in the world usually. And in, and there is a place there. It says there were. Uh, beast, hairy beast, mm-hmm. fighting side by side. And if it's mentioned there, there's probably some truth to it because a lot of stuff in the Bible is true. And I'm sure some of it has been twisted because of mankind, the way they write things, but that part has always been there. So I really think it's more of an ape. I've seen an ape when it turned sideways. That's what I saw as an ape. Is it possible? Is is it possible what you saw may have been an escaped circus ape? No. Not walking on two feet. Hmm, interesting. Tell me, what is your ultimate goal if you should actually find and film the North American ape? Education. Educate people about what this is out there living in our forest. But don't you think once it's established that it actually does exist, that it, this will just cause more and more people to want to capture it, whether it's a live capture or a dead capture? Well, I don't think so, because I think they can take care of themselves. Look how well they've done it so far. You don't have to put no reserves out for them. Mm-hmm. The only thing I want to point out is that after the footage is done, we do want to have protection in all states on no-kill zone. But do you actually think that they will just put out protection on a, a, a non... Let me see how... Let me phrase this the right way. On simply film footage and actually not the the actual species itself? Well, the, the camera system we're using is, is so high resolution mm-hmm. that there won't be no mistake what we're but, looking at. But with today's technology... Anything can be manipulated, uh, you know, uh, through computer technology. So well, how, will, how will the government know? How will the, the people know, those in power, actually know that what they're seeing is an actual Bigfoot and not something created by CGI? 
Well, you're probably 100% right there, but my goal is 45 minutes of filming. And if I can get 45 minutes of filming of different segments, mm -hmm. different uh, creatures, yeah. and very close up, it's the movements they make that the scientists can decide on their own if this is real or fake. But what makes this so different here where you're going to take this film and then you're going to expect the scientific community without actually seeing a body, without actually seeing a specimen, to give it a classification and then expect the government to go head over heels to, to create a protection for an animal that hasn't been actually identified? Well, actually, it's already been protected in Northern California, Washington, Oregon, and British Columbia. But don't you think the government has a lot more pressing issues on their plate right now than to protect a, a, a mythical species? All it is is a signature. So this whole thing is to show people that these things do exist. I mean, I've, I've probably read every knowledgeable mm -hmm. sighting over the last 12 and a half years. And it's just unbelievable. And also personal uh, sightings from miners that live out in the wilderness. Now, those are the ones that really get me. I mean, it's just these guys live out there 24 7, mm -hmm. and about 30% of them have encounters in Northern California, the ones I've talked to. So I've heard such close up encounters describing this creature that, you know. There's no way that it's not real. I know what I saw. I know Jason. I know he mm -hmm. saw the same thing. And Williams, Mr. Williams in Virginia, Virginia uh, Bigfoot Research dot net. He he had an encounter in Virginia with two other people that worked for the government that ran right in cross and right in cross in front of him. So you know these things live in almost every state in the United States except for Hawaii and Long Island, I guess, and Rhode Island. But the creature is real. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't. If I had any doubt in my mind, I wouldn't be doing this. Oh, all right, that. But you see, what, what I'm trying to get at here, and please don't take me wrong, uh -huh. is that you're basing the entire scenario on a film. Why, yep. not, why not actually try to do a live capture of it? Well... That's not my category. My category is just to film it. I don't think they need to be bothered. All right, now, okay, so then why try and prove their existence? Because all that's going to do is drive people to try and capture them. I don't think they can catch. only way they're going to capture one is shoot one. And that's exactly why the can of worms you just might be opening up. Well, not true, because if you read on encounters by hunters... Mm -hmm. There's many a times they've had their sights or scopes on one, and when they see the head, head feature and body feature, they pull the gun down. And because you, the, most hunters are not out there to shoot humans. But we're not talking about the, the educated hunters at this point. We're, we're, talk, talking, we're about talking about the people, people, country boys. We're just talking about people who would just like to bring a Bigfoot down because now they know they exist. Well, I believe people know they exist, and in fact, we have a group in Northern California that actually go out and hunt for it. Mm -hmm. But the problem, problem is, when you're in the woods, you're the one being hunted. And that's the problem with these things. These things know you're there, and you are prey to them at any time. That's how uh, 
how, how what kind of word put it, uh, graceful these mm-hmm. things are. They can be around you all night and never see it, but you can hear them. But all right, let me odds, ask, let me ask you this question. Of, the, the odds of a hunter going out hunting for one mm-hmm. is slim to none. All right, you're using high tech technology to try and prove their existence. You yes. prove it. All it takes is someone else with high tech, uh, high technology, high tech technology, to go out, use it as a hunting aid, and bring one down. Well, I can give you plenty of stories where Green Beret people, military people, went out there hunt for it for months at a time, and come back with nothing. Maybe it so, doesn't you know, exist. It does exist. Then so. how come? Then how come nobody's? How come there's never been a cadaver found? How come there's never been? One found on the side of the road that's been hit by a hit truck. Hit by a car. You know, there are so many questions pertaining to it. Well, how, the how one, come? Theory-wise, the ones that people do see along the side of the road are mm-hmm. usually juveniles, and every once in a while, an adult. But the juveniles move around more. They're more uh, playful or, or more uh, uh, more imagination. I guess as they grow up and get older, the elders probably teach them, you know, this is this is not what you do. And yes, they have been hit by cars. Uh, one in Arkansas, uh, they couldn't track it down with the dogs. It kept being 20, 30 feet ahead and going into the swamp. Uh, Highway 5, 12, 13 cars. One was a uh, high, uh, county county mm-hmm. police with two policemen in it yeah they seen it run right into the side of a truck and keep running across the road and two days later it comes back across same thing happens but it didn't touch anything but there was like 15 cars that time so i can't explain why one hasn't been ran over and killed i can say they've been hit before and maybe died out in the woods someplace then how come no body of a bigfoot has ever been found well, you go kill a cow and stick it out in the woods, come back a month later, and you'll see you won't hardly have anything. Something doesn't make sense here with this entire Bigfoot scenario. It sure doesn't. Something really doesn't make sense. Now, here's a question based on your own explanations over the past, uh, what, 45 minutes of how smart Bigfoot is. Uh-huh. How do you think you're going to be able to outsmart Bigfoot? Well, I'm taking the human factor out. I'm becoming the hunter now. And but wait, wait a now. sec. Wait a sec. You're saying you're taking the human factor out. You're becoming the hunter now. That makes no sense. Yes. What do you mean? That makes no sense. If you're on the ground, you're become the prey. And if you're in the air, you become the hunter. You understand what I'm trying to say? So you're saying because you're going to be using an airship, you have the advantage. I have a big advantage. I can cover about 35, 40 square miles a night. I can actually stay far away from them, not to bother them, because planes have been going over for 100 years over these areas, so they, I don't know how what they react to, mm-hmm. but I think they freeze when something comes over, but even if they do, I'll see them in thermal imaging. So why just at night, then? Why can't you do this during the day? Because things, the thermal imaging lights up everything at night. But if you use infrared, it would you do the same thing during the day. I like the thermal imaging. So it's so it's your it's your preference. Yeah. Well, the thing of it is, if I do run across one early morning, I will stay with it until daylight, or as long as I can. But I have a better chance at nighttime 
Why? With, with thermal imaging. Why? Because of, because of the programming that we're going to be using that colors every creature a different color, even a raccoon or a squirrel or a, mm-hmm. a deer or a bear will come up a different color. How, are you, how does this programming work that will identify something and give it its own color coding? I don't know exactly how it, how it, excuse me, how it works because I'm not a mm-hmm. uh, technician on electronics. But this guy in Virginia invented this piece for the people in Afghanistan war. And what it does, it color codes everything. Even a deer, like a deer will show up, mostly deer, but the around the head there will be a red spot and a dark spot around the head. On a bear, most of the body will come up red. On a squirrel, you know, the whole thing will come up red. Have you, so, have you actually seen this program work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the guy that built it. No, that's what uh, what I was asking. Right? Have you actually seen it work you know, where it's been used to identify different animals? Yeah, he uses it in Virginia. Okay, he, he's the one that developed it. And now he's the one. That now because because you're going because you're going to be hunting Bigfoot because you're now the hunter. It's the it's the prey. Uh huh. Are you going to have to get government approval? FAA approval. Well, what about uh, what about the forestry department? What about the people whose land you're going over? This is how it works. The FAA start out with them. Mm-hmm. It's given me a pass because it's a unmanned uh, vehicle. Mm-hmm. Now, since I'm filming mm-hmm. and doing a documentary, this is where I get my pass from, and now, I can't be. I can't be within five miles of an airport. All right. Now, you say you're doing a documentary. Which network is funding it? No network. We are. So what you're trying to do is establish a documentary and hoping by filming Bigfoot you'll be able to sell the footage. Well, no. We're going to do the documentary ourselves. We're not going to sell it. Then we'll have to. I have a marketing uh, person for me, and it's in this field. So it's basically it's going to come down to is education. That's my main goal. Is are you educate. are you going to be selling this film or are you going to be giving it to the public? Well, if there's money involved, I'm sure I'm going to get paid like I'm going to pay everybody else for the work they do. All right, so you're out there, you're out you're doing this to make money. I'm doing this to prove it's real and if there's money involved, of course. I'm not going to be dumb about it. Yeah. Well, that's I not being probably. dumb. You know, you, what you're doing here is you're saying well, the reason I'm doing this is to make money. Not true. So then, why and, are you going to be taking it, money if you're not doing this it, to make here's money? Here's what happened in the beginning. I didn't know there was money in this when I started my project. Really? Okay. No, I wasn't looking for money. I was looking just to film it. That's all I was looking for. Make a documentary. Come to find out, the value of it is unbelievable. Ah, here comes follow the money, and you always get to the to the root of it. That's my well, motto. Well, the thing of it is, if there was no money involved, I would have done it anyway. So why don't you do the film, and if you get it, give it to the world instead of selling it? I'd probably set up a foundation for them to use it for education if I did it that way. All right, stand by. We've got to take our final break. Exxon Nation, William Barnes is his name. Hunting for Bigfoot it is his game. His website is www.bigfoot24-7.com. That's www.bigfoot24-7.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
Exonation, uh, William Barnes is our guest this hour. He is the gentleman in charge of the Falcon Project. Their website is www.bigfoot24-7.com. That's www.bigfoot24-7.com. Bill, you and I were talking off air, and how much is the film going to be worth for one minute? Well, from marketing aspect, half a million dollars. So if you're looking at doing a 40-minute film, you know, you're, you're looking at making, you know, you could make, if you're actually successful, a considerable amount of money. That's very possible. And does that play into your plans now? And I'm sure it must work for the people that are going to invest. Do you give them a certain percentage of the, the final take? Well, basically, I want to go back to the education part if I get the footage. Mm-hmm. and also research equipment for other researchers out of my own funding if this all goes through. So, wait a second. You know, if, if, if you're actually going to establish the existence of Bigfoot, why would other people need to research it anymore? Because it's a very unique creature. So what you're doing is you're opening up a can of worms, proving something exists, and making it an easy target for people. Not an easy target on the ground. Well, so what would stop other people from getting a, an air balloon or an aircraft like you're using and doing the same thing? I'm the North American dealer. Oh, big yeah. deal. So somebody else comes up with a patent that deviates and they get their own patent and they can make their own stuff. Well, they can do what they want. I'm not arguing to stop anybody, but I do want to educate people and I do want to fund researchers because that's the worst thing I've noticed in 12 years of research mm-hmm. is that Every researcher I know, except for Moneymaker, is underfunded. Well, wait a sec. If you're looking at making $500,000 a minute, and you're looking at a 40-minute film, doesn't that make you a Moneymaker now? No. What makes you different? It makes me different because I want to put money back into it. But in order for you to put money into it, you're going to have to find the creature and prove it exists. Yes, once I prove it exists, at least I'll have funding to help other researchers. But you've already, you've already made the discovery, so that makes no sense. Well, other people might want to look at it, too, in the wild, in its own ha- habitat, in a safe habitat. Not chase it down and stick needles in it and stuff, just to be able to see it. I mean, it's just a magnificent creature. It's just like the apes in Africa, 1924, I believe. Nobody knew they existed. Bill, we've got to say so long for now. We've just run out of time. Bill Barnes has been our guest this hour. I hope he does not find Bigfoot because I think it's going to open up a door that will lead to the extermination of Bigfoot. Government protection means nothing because it's called poaching. This ought to be interesting to watch, gang. Until tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Thank you for joining us. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. Thank you for listening no matter where you are around the world. It's great here sitting in the captain's chair of the Exxon Nation. So until tomorrow night, take care of each other, love each other, and always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. And watch out, Bigfoot. William Barnes is coming. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. 
Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.